Hey, investors. In today's episode, we cover 10 tips to combat uncertainty and overwhelm. Now, this is a super important topic because real wealth, it starts on the inside. You know, what we see on the outside, whether that be property portfolios or money or any of these kind of visual representations of success all start from inside here. And in today's environment, I think more than ever, we need to focus on a, uh, a sense of wellness and our ability to think clearly and strategically and tactically all at the same time and really progress our wealth journey in the right way. And that really starts from having a lot more calm and certainty in your life. So this topic is super important, particularly now with so many changes around and, and you know, everyone lacking that clarity that they need and that certainty they need in their life. So this is for you if you invest now or you don't invest or you have any interest in wealth or, or wellness or anything. This is almost for anyone. You know, I can't think of a single person that this wouldn't benefit. It's super powerful stuff. These are the actual tools that I use every day and that I've practiced for the last, you know, 20, 30 years to continuously improve and optimize. And these are battle tested. This is not some, you know, this is, these are not some flowery off the cuff, you know, hopefully, oh yeah, try doing this. This is stuff, real stuff that you can actually do that I guarantee you, I absolutely promise you will give you greater calm, greater happiness and give you greater clarity and more certainty in your life, which is an amazing thing. So if you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, just listen on because this is going to be super powerful. I cover all kinds of stuff. You know, I cover how to create a routine that, you can, that is going to benefit you, um, different, different health and wellness and mindfulness tactics that you can employ to give you greater structure and greater productivity and greater impact in your home and how to adjust to working and living in the same space if you're not used to that. And how to, how to really focus on making sure that you can use your time now to accelerate your position, to turn yourself into a Ferrari so you can scream ahead into the distance when the time is right for you. So it's super powerful stuff and I absolutely know that you're going to get so much benefit out of this. On top of that, there is going to be a resource, 10 tips that you're going to be able to download and there'll be a guide to get to that. And if you want to join a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, people like yourself, property investors and wealth enthusiasts, then head to www.theinvestorlab.com com.au or if you want to grab a copy of my book which covers you know all kinds of stuff from how to find your purpose your why your reason and how to how the exact strategies that we use to help investors just like you to excel exceed and accelerate in their property journey then head to www.renegadespropertybook.com all you need to do is pay for shipping i'll cover the cost of the book that's my gift to you i hope this is going to be super powerful for you i mean we get raw we get real Gabby gets very emotional and I want you to know and I iterate, reiterate this inside the episode as well that it's okay to get emotional and it's okay to feel scared and it's okay to be overwhelmed and we're here to help because when you can master yourself, you can master your surroundings. I know this is going to be super beneficial and I would love to hear your feedback. If you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, if you have other people that you would like to share this with, please do share it with, with them and please subscribe. It means a lot to us. It really helps us out. And any way you can help us, help other people and help you more, 
please let us know. And if you have any ideas for topics that you want us to cover or anything, you, any feedback you want to give us, please just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All the best and I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice and abundance. And you are with me, Goose, and my beautiful companion in life. <laughs> and I was like, what word have I got? I mean, she's beautiful. That's great. But my companion in life, business, wealth and happiness, Gabby, how are you today? I feel good. I feel good. Considering everything that's happening at the moment, um, I think I think self care makes you feel a little bit better in the morning. I think hmm. that's all I can really say. We yeah, just jumped around a bit, get some blood flowing, make sure you're moving around still. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, you, you know you touched on a great point there. The world is in a state of flux, and we've spoken a little bit about this before. We talk about frequency, friction, the equity of pain, stuff like that. And we're going to dig heaps more into that um, over the coming weeks. I think a lot of the time our conversation is really hedged around property, which is really, you know, really cool. But with so much going on in the world right now, it's really time to elevate our thinking. It's really time to elevate our thinking and to really um, approach everything that's going on with a different paradigm. Much in the same way that renovation is a tactic in real estate, real estate is a tactic in wealth. The greatest mentors, guides, teachers that I've ever had, I don't know about you, Gabby, but have taught me how to think. They've taught me how to think and how to approach the way that I think about things. And that's been the most valuable lessons that I've learned. The tactics come, but the thinking is what is immutable, timeless. And that's what's really going to help people through times like this. Given that the world's changing so fast, it's impossible for us to stay relevant unless we elevate our thinking. Much in the same way that clouds, on average, did you know that clouds on average move 60 kilometers an hour? Wow. Interesting fact, right? So on average, clouds move 60 kilometers an hour. 60 kilometers an hour is pretty fast if you see a car go right past you at 60 kilometers an hour. But because they are elevated, they appear to move much slower. And it's this elevated thinking that is going to help people through times like this, I believe. So over the coming episodes, we're going to be leaning into the ideas of wealth holistically, principles-based thinking, not just tactics. Yeah, I was just thinking about how it's, it really is the time. Like obviously there's a lot of uncertainty. Obviously no one knows really what's going to happen over the coming weeks, months, when things might, you know, quote unquote, go back to normal. But it's a perfect opportunity to develop these kind of thinking processes and really understand the principles into all of this because people don't suddenly lose interest and there isn't suddenly not an economic market to really get to understand and, and work in whatever way. So now's a real opportunity to think about, okay, why didn't my tactic work? When all of this went down, what was wrong about my strategy that, you know, may or may not have like affected me right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the time of recording this, our whole world shifted. Let's be real. You know, I think a lot of people are feeling pretty overwhelmed. 
Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's normal. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling distress, it's normal. It's cool. We've been told to stay inside. We don't know how long for. People are losing their jobs. You know, the world's in a state of flux. And in fact, it's moving so fast that literally each day we don't really know what is in store. You know, at the time of recording this, it was only a few days ago. Um, well, let me just say, in the, every every few days, life seems to change, mm. and that creates a really huge amount of uncertainty and overwhelm. And this can be really, really damaging. So, what we wanted to cover today is some ways to bring more certainty back into your life, um, to give yourself more control. Because uh, after all, this podcast is really about building wealth. And wealth starts on the inside, not on the outside, which leads us to today's topic. 10 tips to combat uncertainty and overwhelm. I hope these are really going to help. The end of the day, overwhelm and anxiety are really just byproducts of uncertainty. Yeah, it's the uncertainty and the lack of control. I think people feel less anxious when they feel like they're in control of the situation, which a lot of people don't feel that they are right now. 100%. 100%. Here's an interesting thinking paradigm, a little test that I want to run. So, what would you choose, Gabby? Would you choose a 100% chance of $200 or an 80% chance of $300? Sorry, let me say that again. A 100% chance of $200 or an 80% chance of $350. So, that's a 20% chance that you will get zero. Option very interesting because most people statistically would choose option a they'll choose a certain game however if you do the math on an 80 percent probability of winning 350 dollars carries an expected value of 280 dollars that when you weight that with the um, probability so 80 percent of 350 is 280 right so most people would give up 80 dollars worth of value just for certainty which says a lot you know there's a lot of studies into these kind of thinking paradigms and people will almost always choose certainty over opportunity Mm. which is really interesting the people who don't do that i think are the uh, probably people listening to this podcast um entrepreneurs uh people like that who can see opportunity and who have a much uh more highly developed thinking paradigm around opportunity but What we wanted to cover today, just going back to it, is 10 tips to combat uncertainty and overwhelm. And this is designed to really help you start to realign yourself with the world around you and to enable you to stay the course on your own personal wealth journey. So it's really important stuff. And again, I'm just going to say this again. Real wealth starts on the inside, not the outside. Money, real estate, all of this stuff, they are end results of what you start in here on the inside. And it's more important than ever right now that we turn back and start from the ground up and make sure that we've got our house in order. Okay, so 10 tips to help you get back in control of your life and your environment. Okay, number one, create routines. I am psycho about this i love it <laughs> I, i'm psycho about all of this stuff a lot of people ask me why am i so positive why am i so motivated why do i have so much energy uh you know how do i what do i do every day and i'm like well i've spent um the last 30 how old am i let's just say 30 something years 
trying to work it out. I've treated my whole life as a science experiment that's got me to this point. So don't be disheartened if this is sort of new to you. But I'm going to be, I'm, I'm absolutely mental about this and creating routines and planning your days to the minute. People don't understand the, the value of time. Okay, but time mm. is, is a resource that we never, ever, 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 ever get back. So plan your day to the minute and stick to it. This is an exercise in discipline. This includes getting up on time, practicing discipline in your daily activities. It, you know, don't set your alarm. And particularly in environments like this where we're, where we're being told to stay home, you might be working from home, you know, there's all of these other factors. It's really easy to slip into bad habits. But it's more important than ever to maintain diligence in your protocols. Practice discipline. Keep your, keeping your promises to yourself is what's going to give you more certainty and more control straight up. As soon as you start cheating yourself, you're cheating yourself out of the opportunity to have control. This is an environment that most people don't know how to cope with. And these paradigms that I'm going to be talking about right now are things that you should apply in your, in your life when you do know what's going on. So when you're in an environment where you don't know what's going on, it can be all of a sudden, if, you don't, if you're not already in control of your state, if you're not already in control of yourself, all of a sudden, you can feel like a ship that's lost its anchor. And it can be so easy to just get lost in a quagmire of confusion and doubt. And that's what I want to help with. And anyone right now who's listening to this, who is feeling like they just can't with something, I want you to know it's okay. We're in uncertain times. Be kind to yourself. Practice self-love and self-care and self-consideration. So with, on that note, I'm going to power through these and I want this to be something that lands with you. And please, please don't think that any of this is just like, pointless platitudes that I've kind of just like, this is real shit that is going to get you through this. And I promise you that. Okay. Step one, create routines, plan your days to the minute. I'm going to start again, right? Create routines, plan your days to the minute and stick to it. Get up on time. Don't hit snooze on your alarm. I don't care if you don't have to commute. Get up out of bed. Don't set your alarm for later. Set it for the same time. Get up, get up early. Keeping your promises to yourself is what is going to give you that very first step of control, that clarity, that certainty that you are in charge right now. You're in control of your own environment. Mental resilience starts with mental health. It's really, really simple. The greatest lever that you have to control your state starts with your mind. So start tracking your sleep. What? 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 Tra track my sleep? What do you mean? I mean, so for myself, I use an, uh, an aura ring, O-U-R-A. And that, that's a pretty uh, comprehensive and technologically advanced way for me to track my sleep because I'm really, I'm really passionate about wanting to understand what's going on with my body. But you don't have to do that. What you can do is you can literally start, you can track it on your phone, you might have a Fitbit, or you can literally just start logging down, okay, the time you go to bed and making sure you stick to a routine. For myself, I try and go to bed at 9 p.m. each night and wake up at 5 a.m. each day. I don't sleep from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., okay? It's like I don't just go to bed and lights out and bang, I'm out. 
but it's a way for you to start tracking your sleep. And it's easy to form bad habits in times like this. And it's really more important than ever that you are protecting your state. And it starts with your mind, it starts with your sleep. So that's step two, track your sleep. Step three, start a home exercise challenge. Right now, all of our gyms are being closed down and you know there's a lot of disruption to our daily health habits. But we don't have to necessarily stay inside. I mean, today it's raining outside. Maybe I don't feel like going for a run. In fact, I'll be very clear. I haven't been running for the last few months because I've been focusing on weights training. However, at the moment, I don't have a home gym. I don't have a public gym to go to. So that means my routine has to change just as yours probably is as well. But start a home exercise challenge. Don't have a thing like, I will exercise every day. Because what does that even mean? You could walk to the toilet and go, hey, I got a few steps in. Start a measurable challenge. It could be a 30-day push-up challenge where you start with 10 today and then add two per day for the next 30 days. It could be uh, it could be a practice where you are going to run for five kilometers every day, rain, hail, or shine. That is the challenge. But a daily exercise routine and a daily exercise challenge, something that you can gamify. This is the thing you've got to trick yourself into wanting to do this. If it feels like a chore, you won't. But if it feels like something you can win, you will. Because that's a huge driver for people, a sense of achievement. So create something that is measurable. If it's not measurable, you'll have no idea whether you ever actually did it. So you need to be able to measure it and go, yes, I did that thing. I did my 10 push-ups. I ran. Not, Not I ran to the corner. I ran five kilometers like I said I would every single day. And I've been doing it now for 10 days in a row. And I'm going to do it for an 11th. You need to create the opportunity for you to win. Because when so many opportunities to win get taken away from you in this environment, you need to make them for yourself. The more that you win, the more that you are a winner. And the more that you have control and the more that you know that you have control. This is about convincing yourself. This is about tricking your spirit and your mind and your body into being in the frame of a winner. And you don't have to rely on anybody else for that. Daily exercise is going to give you the endorphins you need to maintain a strong and healthy body and mind. Now, the people in, in, in the world who we look up to, people like Nelson Mandela, uh, people like Viktor Frankl, people like these, there are people that have undergone huge amounts of physical, spiritual, and emotional distress and come out to become some of the most influential people in the world. And they really focused on resilience. This is the thing. Resilience isn't something that you just have. It's something you create like anything in life. It's yours to be had. These routines are going to help you do that. So please understand this isn't some quick like 10 tips to spruce up your room. This is real shit and it's going to get you there. I promise you. Can I just chime in there? Yep. That's actually, I feel like that's a really good example of malleable tactics versus uh, uh, like tactics versus strategy basically if your routine is to go to the gym every day and do weights training every day and then suddenly like now we're not able to do that but if you're stuck and you're attached to the tactic of lifting weights 
and now you suddenly can't do it it's very easy to be stuck in oh well like i can't go to the gym so i'm not going to exercise because i lift weights so now i'm just not going to exercise at all and then you you blame something else for not being able to achieve your strategy which the strategy is exercising every day yeah and the principle is health yeah the principle is health i want to be a healthy human and i want to live a healthy life the strategy within that would be exercising every day and then the tactics need to be malleable to the environment and the current situation so like do the do the 30 30 push-up challenge every day if you can't go to the gym or go for a 5k run every day or yeah yeah, There's so many resources achieving. out there to help you adapt and adjust as long as you have a principles-based approach. Yeah. 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 Thanks. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've covered create routines, track your sleep, practice and start a home exercise challenge. Next is diet. Focus on your diet and your health. Really, we work from home. A lot of people aren't used to being home so much. Okay. And it's really easy to, um, particularly in times like this, get caught in the, oh, just grab a snack. I love snacks. I love eating. I, I absolutely, I love eating. Um, and which is also why I like to try and exercise so that I can eat. But the thing is, you, when you're moving around less, which you undoubtedly will be, avoid snacking or at least avoid eating junk food. Okay, it's super easy right now to go for the comfort foods, to go for the chocolate, to go for the the chips, to go for oh, I'll just go to the fridge and I'll just get a thing. And the thing is, when you take when you take that approach, you're going to start compromising your own physical health and well being. It's going to start to potentially put on weight, which is going to affect your self image, which is going to affect your health. There's all of these kind of things. You need to be focused on on maintaining a high performance machine. This is not just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. We've just got some time to jump on the couch and watch Netflix. I'm just going to like eat ice cream and popcorn and like, let's say it. It is time. It is time to tune up your machine. Now more than ever, it's like, okay, let's take, let's take this device that I've got, this, this, this meat machine, and how do I tune it up? How do I come out of the other side of this fluctuation that's happening in our lives? How do I come out the other side of this? like a Ferrari. Like how do I come out of this so brilliantly poised in my mind, body and spirit that I'm gonna tear down walls, I'm gonna rip shit apart. I am gonna own it, I'm gonna dominate and I don't care what's in my way. How are you gonna do that? How are you going to prepare yourself for the opportunities that are going to present themselves and I don't care what your situation is, that is true. There will be opportunities that will be rising up in front of you. Okay, so focus on your diet. Now, how can you do that? You can use apps. So there's a cool app like MyFitnessPal is really great if you want to get into tracking food and stuff. I actually really like it. And again, gamify the process. Like track your activities, track your food and create a measurable outcome so that you know when you win and when you lose because losing is part of the game. If you never lose, then straight up, like your goals are incorrect. If you don't lose, if you always like, oh, I just win everything, your goals suck. (laughs) Like you're not challenging yourself. You need to lose because beauty is only ever in contrast. Beauty is only ever in contrast. Success is only ever polarized against failure. You cannot have good without bad. So to that degree, 
Don't be sad when you lose. Be happy. Understand that it's an opportunity for you to get better. And that's cool. So use apps or just use a score sheet. Use something. Find a way for yourself to track what you are doing because the beauty is in the data. I'm a very emotional person, but God, I love data. Data allows me to know, am I winning or am I losing? Everything's a game. Is it good or is it bad? Compared to what and why? So we've covered creating a routine, uh, tracking your sleep, focus on your diet, start a home exercise challenge. Next, we're going to go inside our minds. Create a daily reading goal. A lot of people have these uh, big visions of, I'm going to read a book every week, or I'm going to read a book every day, or I'm going to read 20 books this year. And then they think about all of these books they've got to read. Oh, do I need to pick that up? Oh, I've got something else that I should probably do. And they don't. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a master at this. I, I, I'm not. And I'm working on it. This is something I'm working on. But I have created daily reading goals. Start with setting a goal to read, say, 20 pages in a day or 50. And use that as the litmus test. Not, I will read today. Not, I will read a book. It is every day I will read 20 pages. And even on those days where you're like, ah, I'm not really very focused, I'll just put it down. Read 20 pages. Practice discipline. That's what's going to give you certainty. I promise you, if you practice, if you read just 20 pages a day, your mind will grow. I promise you that. And again, this is all about positioning yourself to seize the opportunities that are at the gates that are going to allow you to, you know, exceed, excel, accelerate, expand, dominate, succeed in this environment. Now, a lot of people are going to be working from home. So this is a big one. I mentioned it just a moment ago, but I've been working from home and so has Gabby. We've been working from home for some time. So uh, we've got a bit of practice at it. For a lot of people, this is going to be new. And there's going to be a new sets of distractions and a lot of people won't necessarily know how to do it. Do they work from the couch whilst the TV's on? Do they like just work in their room? Do they? Let me just give you a little tip. If you are working from home, clearly delineate your work time and your workspace from home. I am horrible at that because I'm a workaholic and I don't mind being a workaholic. I don't have kids and I'm lucky enough to have a partner who is just as passionate about our mission as I am and it's okay. But work can be broken into different things. Work can be reading a book, work can be a variety of different things. But I think for, for, for 99.999% of the population, you need to clearly delineate it. You need to create a space. And in fact, there's a, a great book called The Alter Ego Effect. I can't remember who that's by. but Todd Herman. Todd Herman. Um, we talked about how to create these kind of alter egos that you can step into to give yourself those, that delineation. It could be as simple as putting on your, your glasses that you're going to sit at your computer and you're in work mode. It's like, it's like going all Clark Kent. It could be as simple as getting some tape and putting it on the ground around your work desk. And when you step inside that space, you're at work. And if you're in that space, everyone knows you're at work. You know you're at work. You're at work. When you step outside of that space, you are at home. Creating these uh, distinctions and delineations, they don't, you don't have to go and 
build a home office and get new bookcases and stuff. It can, it's just about creating constructs. It could be as simple as at nine o'clock every day, I put on my work shirt and I go to my work desk and I'm in my work time and people know not to speak to you and, or whatever and you stay focused. And then when you finish your day, you take off your work shirt and you put on your tracksuit pants and that's okay. But creating distinctions and delineations and definitions is what's going to help you to maintain productivity during this time. And it's also going to mean that you don't get burnt out and that you don't carry your work with you everywhere, which a lot of people can't handle. Number seven, don't overload yourself with things in an attempt to fill a void. What do I mean by that? There's a temptation right now, and I've seen a lot of people start to do it. They're like, oh, well, oh, what a, I'm going to like clean the house, start a hobby, do a jigsaw, um, you know, mow the lawn, blah, 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 and they're dreaming up like 100,000 different things that they're going to do. They're going to do, 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 because they're just scared. They're just scared. Now, I'm all about getting shit done. I love it. But don't dream up a list of stuff that's going to overwhelm you and, and it's going to force you to fail. There's a difference between setting the right level of goals that you accept that part of the journey to get to them is that you're not always going to get them first go and just creating an insurmountable list of things that don't even really matter, aren't even super relevant and aren't actually going to progress you towards where you want to go. That is an indication that you have a void. That is an indication that you are scared and you've got a big hole to fill and you're freaking out. And you're thinking, how can, I, how can I just pour other external stimuli into that to fill it up? So if you do find yourself doing this, that's okay. There's a cure and it's okay. What you need to do is you need to start a daily mindfulness practice. There are loads of guided meditation apps. There are loads of, there's like YouTube guided meditation, Spotify guided meditation. There's no reason you can't find guided meditation if you've never done it before. And if you find yourself ideating 10,000 different things that you can do to like ba 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 and just you're racing at it like that question what you're doing and are you just scared and if so that's okay i want you to know that it's okay to be scared okay but start with 10 minutes meditation in the morning just after you get up and finish with 10 minutes meditation in the evening before you go to bed 20 minutes a day that's it that's all it takes. Slow down and go inside your mind. Just rest. Because there is nothing to be afraid of. And mindlessly chasing things or activities to fill that void is not the answer and it will not satisfy you. And I think you know that. So step eight, start a daily journal. A lot of people get overwhelmed by this idea. Oh, I'm not a writer. Well, what do you want me to do? Like write like pages and pages every day? Ah, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh. <laughs> it's not that hard. All right. And it can take whatever form you want. It only needs to take five minutes and focus on the things that, that you're grateful for. I can give you that tip. It's not, dear diary, today I went to... You can do that if you want. Like, Don't get me wrong. The more you write, the better. There's a, there's a great um, connection, physiological and metaphysical connection between the mind and the hand and the action that you take to translate your thoughts onto paper and to create the physical form of the thoughts you have. Writing is extremely cathartic. 
But if you think that what it is is creating Dear Diary and you're going to have to write pages and pages and pages and pages, that can feel like work and you can start to get overwhelmed by that. Okay, so the idea here is not to, is to relieve overwhelm and to give you perspective. Okay. Can I jump in? Yep. I think particularly with, with journals, I think like you're saying, it's definitely something most people try to avoid because they don't really want to confront, I guess, what's going, what's going on in their head or that they don't enjoy writing. But a really key point about journaling is it's not for anyone else. And I think that's where people get stuck is because they start writing and then they're already like editing as they're writing Mm. and they're thinking about what if my partner was reading this? Like like, I can't write that because that doesn't sound right or... Yeah. Like What if somebody thinks I'm silly? It's not politically correct or something and you're editing it as you're writing it. The whole point is that you are relieving pressure that's going on up here and putting it onto paper so that you can be objective about your own thoughts and your own emotions and what's going on. It's not for anyone else. Even to the degree of try not to let anyone else see it because if you think that there's a possibility that someone else will read it, then you will have that filter on as you're writing and it's not the point. The point is to get it out and it makes such a huge difference, I find, to see it in writing in front of you, you have that objectivity that you don't have when it's in your head, when it's just bouncing around in there, then you you, you make mountains out of molehills. Like it's, it's this big thing, but you can put it on paper. And we do this with like to-do lists. If you write a to-do list or things that are in your head and you write them out, when you feel like you've actually got everything out of your head and then you look at that list and it's, oh, that's that's not that bad. And I think journaling is the same. Once you once you get it out, you can objectively look at it almost as though someone else has written it. Hundred percent. And then you can think, okay, how would I help that person? What 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 advice would I give to that person um, that's having those thoughts? That's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. To think to think about it like, how would I help that person? Write it write it out, and then be like, well, if somebody came to me with those problems, how would I help them? That's probably, that's a, that's a, this is an awesome, that's a super powerful tip. And I would suggest writing out five things every day that you're grateful for. I would. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's heaps of journaling, you know, frameworks and like buy journals and things online. But I think the five minute journal, I don't know who creates that, but that's a, it's a good, it's a good like intro where it's basically just like five, five questions that you answer every day and like in dot point form. It's like gratitude and yeah. What, what are three things that would make today a win or something? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Step number eight. We've still got a few more to go, so let's keep powering on. No, step number nine. <laughs> we just did eight. That was the daily journal. So step number nine, have some dedicated thinking time each day. What? Just sit around? Well, kind of. See, you're probably going to have a little bit more time at the moment, which is great. That should be embraced, not wasted. The greatest way that you can gain perspective, clarity, precision, and exponentially accelerate your position is to think. A lot of people discard that. They think that, oh, I've just got to constantly be doing. Now, I'm a very, I've got a heavy action bias. Whenever I'm not doing, I freak out a little bit. (laughs) But I take time every single day, every single morning. That's why I get up early, to give myself time to think. 
Now, Keith Cunningham actually wrote an amazing book, and this can go maybe go into your reading list during this time and your reading goals called The Road Less Stupid. And yeah, I'll be honest, it's not a book that I finished. It's a book that I've started. But um, that really analyzes and explores how to create more structured thinking time for yourself. Thinking is the, the single greatest thing. Take, taking time for purposeful thinking is the single greatest thing you can do to create perspective, clarity, and understanding of exactly what you need to do in your life. And I highly encourage you to do that, even if it does mean getting up half an hour earlier. How much thinking time? I like to give myself an hour. I don't always use an hour. Sometimes I only need 20 minutes, but I like to schedule one hour of every day just to sit by myself. Gabby knows not to talk to me. <laughs> I just I just don't. Uh, it's like it's like nope, I am out. Do not disrupt what is happening right now. It's sacred time. It's 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 time with me. And it's time to really think about the challenges and the opportunities that are in front of me. Which everyone has. Everyone has challenges and opportunities every single day. I don't care what they are could be taking the kids to school or homeschooling in this environment or it could be buying a property. It could be a number of things. But everyone's got challenges and opportunities. And to give yourself the space to really think about them with the right number of paradigms, I think is really, really important. So that's number nine. Number 10, create action lists. But do not try and do them all at once. An action list is different from dreaming up a thousand different things. I'm going to do this and this and this. Once you've, once you've kind of followed these processes, create action lists. What are the actual meaningful things that you need to do to move you towards your long-term vision and goals? Now, I don't, and then don't go and just like, I'm going to do it all in a day because that doesn't work either. Create your list separate to your schedule. Then take the time to think about that list and go, Is are these really the things that are going to move the needle? Is going to the shop to buy a bag of walnuts really a high priority action? Or is that just something that you're like, I could do with some walnuts today. That'd be cool. I could do that. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, okay, what are the big ticket items that are going to move you, your life, your property portfolio, your business in the right direction? What are the things you can do today? And this is not a dream list. This is an action list. Once you have defined that, very clearly isolated the things that are, are not those, those key big ticket items, go back to your daily routine and then ask yourself, where do these fit? And make your actions fit your day, not the other way around. Because if you make your day fit your actions, you will lose routine and you'll lose control. And all of a sudden your actions have unlimited time scales and everything becomes indefinable and you'll find yourself lost. I promise you that. So this is my big tip. Once you start, go back to one, create routines, do all of that kind of stuff and then make your actions fit your routine because you will find that you will achieve more, do more and be more when you do it that way, not the other way around. Definitely. Okay. Okay, so just a reminder, this is not a magic pill. It takes time. It takes effort and it takes practice. Do not get disheartened if you don't hit the mark every day. I don't, but I still try. 
refer back to this list. Um, we'll make a free resource out of this, I think. Um, so we will make that available to you in the show notes. And in fact, by the time you listen to this, you, you'll be able to head to www.theinvestorlab.com.au and there should be a resources section that you'll be able to download this from. And I hope this brings you some value. Refer back to the list and maintain a daily practice. My promise to you is that you will become more empowered, more certain, and less overwhelmed, no matter what curveballs get thrown at you in this current environment. I promise you that. I'm pretty big on keeping promises. So at this point, um, I want to suggest that you head to theinvestorlab.com.au, which is our new website. And from there, you can join our online community. We are building a community of like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners, property investors, all seeking to create a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And inside that group, we're going to be bringing lots and lots and lots of value, free trainings, a community forum, direct access to myself, Gabby, heaps of other really, really, really awesome stuff that's going to be super high value. And in times like this, what matters most is connection and community. So please take the time to check it out and see if it's going to be the right fit for you. And in the meantime, um, grab a copy of our book, uh, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property. It's, got, it's full of immutable principles and, and strategies that are going to help you through times like this, both inside and outside on your internal and external wealth journey. You can grab that by heading to www.renegadespropertybook.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay safe, stay positive, stay powerful.